today on City Cash Chicago. Whether your summer plans include sitting on the beach, taking a road trip, flying somewhere, you know, just chilling at the crib, you might be looking for something good to read. We're in the summer book publishing season, which means there are plenty of choices. Honestly, maybe too many options. We're going to help you narrow it down with Greta Johnson, host of the podcast Nerdette. It's Thursday, May 19th. I'm Jacoby Cochran, and this is City Cash Chicago. Greg, I got to tell you this. I I can't remember what ev- – oh, I was at an event um, a couple of weeks ago, and someone came up to me, and they were like, Jacoby, I – love you and i was like oh that's so wonderful i was like you listen to the show they was like no i love nerdette and you've been on nerdette about two or three times and every time i just love it you are so wonderful maybe i'll check out citycast but you should come back to nerdette (laughs) greta tell me straight up how many books do you read let's say in a month you think I think I'm at about 50 books so far this year. So that's... Oh, my God. It's like usually, what, a couple a week, I guess, is how that works So that's out. like 10 a month at this point? We in the fifth yeah. month? Book? Yeah, I guess it's Ooh. 10 a month. I try not to do that math because then it's like, wow, think of all the people I could have hung out with instead of reading those <laughs> books. <laughs> Are there any specific genres that you're drawn to? That's a good question. I mean, I would say fiction, for sure. I like a lot, but... Beyond that, I mean, like literary fiction, historical fiction, thrillery stuff, sci-fi, fantasy. Like, I'm totally game with any of those. So, okay. yeah, it's it's a pretty widespread, and it's kind of just like whatever I'm in the mood for at any given moment. Yeah, I, I think a lot of the author interviews we've done on this show are a reflection of kind of what I am used to, which is usually just like a uh, like a historical. Mm-hmm like memoir like memoir meets historical yeah. like look back then the books that i'm i'm reading right now they kind of sit in that same pocket one is a little devil in america oh i was gonna say i bet you'd like that one yeah. uh-huh by hanif abdul rakib the essayist and MacArthur fellow um, and it looks at some iconic black performances um throughout american history and and how they intersplice with not only his own upbringing but um the the sort of black narrative uh in our country and then one i'm looking forward to that just came out uh which is by danielle smith the former editor of vibe magazine and billboard is shine bright a very personal history oh, of black yeah. women in pop so i don't yes. get into much fiction so i'm excited for um some of the things that that we're going to talk about some of the choices that you got today because I, I wouldn't say I, I often pick up other other genres so i got i got to mix it up a little bit You got five books for me to talk about. Uh, they're very different, but they mm-hmm. sort of fall under the theme of of transporting somewhere. Uh, the first one you say is the most fun on the list. What is it? It's called True Biz. This is by Sarah Novick. I had no idea what to expect with this book, and I thought it was really fun. It's about students at a residential school for the deaf. And so it kind of alternates points of view between two students and then the headmistress of the school who isn't deaf, but who grew up with deaf parents. So it's I just thought it was really fascinating. This is a community I didn't know a whole lot about. It was really fascinating to learn so much about the deaf community and about ASL and its history. It's sort of interspersed between those points of view. And then you'll get history of ASL. 
And there's even a section about black ASL, which I knew nothing about and is super different from white ASL, largely because of segregation and how much uh, administrators kind of like kept white kids from being able to sign but they didn't pay as much attention to the segregated black schools, so they let those kids still communicate with sign language. There was just so much in this book that I didn't know about that I found really fascinating. And it's, you know, a boarding school, high school, so there's still, like, sex and drugs and secrets. And, like, it just... I just found it fascinating. How do you find books like this? I know you said you, you tapped into the publishing world, but when you're mm. sifting through so many, what was it about this particular one that jumped out to you? It was like, I, maybe I'm going to get that a try. Was it the synopsis, the cover, you know, word of mouth? That's a great question. So I actually like don't read the synopsis because I am that scared of spoilers, which is kind of insane. <laughs> <laughs> so for oh. me, it's really about it's I mean, I hate to say it. A lot of it has to do with the cover. And then whoever blurbed it. So, you know, like often you'll see like the little quote at the top of the book and it's like, you know, Stephen King or whoever. And like if it's an author who I really trust and admire who has like said it's a good book, that goes a really long way for me. And again, I told you I'm a book buyer. So all five of these are are being purchased. (laughs) At least have them on your shelf if you don't read them, right? True Biz by Sarah Novick uh, is available now. What's the the one that comes next? Let's talk next about Trust. This one I actually just finished last night. It's very different vibes from True Biz. It's by Hernan Diaz. And this is historical fiction. So I know you like history. This is historical fiction. But this one I think you might dig. It's about a, like a finance. I don't even know. Financier. Financier. I don't even know how to say that word. A money guy. <laughs> financier. In, <laughs> in 1920s New York. So before the huge stock market crash in 1929. And he's super well. He and his wife are both super well respected and admired. And they're like philanthropists before the crash. But then once the crash happens, they become kind of reviled because they made so much money, even when everyone else became essentially destitute. Right. And I don't want to give too much of it away, but this is a book that I think if you're really interested in themes around like who gets to tell the story and how much point of view can change, you know, quote unquote, truth or reality, I think this is a book you'd really like. I just it was very intriguing the whole time. It's a lot of it's a lot of weird vibes, which is kind of fun. Trust by Hernan Diaz, Mm -hmm. who gets to tell the story. Financiers, (laughs) depression era, tycoons. Yeah, tycoons. (laughs) Yeah. Tycoons. All right. So so your third pick, I'm already loving the title. What brought you to The Lioness by Chris Bojalian? Ooh, this one's really fun. I had never read any of his stuff, but people probably know about him because he wrote The Flight Attendant, which is the book that became the HBO series, The Flight Attendant, oh. which is now in its second season. Um, this book is wild. So <laughs> this book is about a 60s era starlet. It takes place in the mid 60s and she's on her honeymoon So it's her new husband and then like their eight best friends and they go on a safari, 
And I don't know about you. Like, I've never found like an African safari. I mean, in addition to sounding like hella problematic, just doesn't. Mm-hmm. I don't, you know. I, I was going to say, you, you already used my word. You already used the word problematic. I was going to say, is, is it given like, is it privileged? Is it? Like, yes. Is, or is the writing like, you know, at least courteous to what they're going through? It is. There is a self-awareness. Well, and it depends on the characters, right? Like, so so this one, it alternates points of view between different characters. One guy is like a publicist and one is a really well-known black actor especially in the time that was super controversial that he was like friends with this you know super famous white actress they like had a like potentially romantic scene in a movie and it was cut and blah 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 so he's there too and he has a lot of really interesting conversations with the people who work on the safari who are all African you know like being exploited in different ways too so yes there is like an awareness of a lot of those dynamics in the book which is partly why I think it's so interesting The plot is just so exquisitely propulsive, in addition to having some really meaningful conversations about like what it was like to be a closeted gay man in the 60s. You know, all of these different conversations are happening, too. So this is one that like reads kind of like candy, but still has some substance to it, which is one of my favorite kinds of books. And a bunch of people die, which is also <laughs> just a wild ride, man. Damn, you Game of Thrones with me right there. Exactly. She was like, and folks is getting murdered. Yeah, man. <laughs> All uh, bets so are the, off. The Lion is by Chris Beaujolais. Uh, what genre would you put the next one under? Okay, so the next one is called When We Fell Apart. And I just started this this morning. So I And you know I haven't read the synopsis because I can't bear to. So it's called When We Fell Apart. It's by Soon Wiley. And what I do know is that this is about a Korean-American man who's living in Korea, which already I find pretty interesting because you know then there's going to be like some pretty compelling questions and conversations around identity and belonging, I think. Um, So he is told by police that his girlfriend died by suicide, but he doesn't believe it. And it alternates points of view between him and the girlfriend. So this is a book about relationships and secrets, which I'm always super into. When We Fell Apart by Soon Wiley. It's a thriller. Um, I'm definitely going to be adding this one to the shelf. Your last pick, you say, is the most intense Tell us what it is and why you say that. It's called This Thing Between Us. It's about Gus Moreno, or it's by Gus Moreno. This is actually our Nerd Up Book Club pick for this month. So I'm, you know, doing a little bit of self-promotion here. Do your thing, do your thing. um, This one is, so this is a horror novel, which I, I mean, you notice, I said I read a lot of stuff. I did not mention horror at the top of the show because, like, this is not a genre, like, spooky stuff and like especially if it gets like we you know like i don't like ghosts or what i'm just like it's not somebody says it makes you uncomfortable in the best way possible and i don't know what the hell that i know right like like a massage maybe but i don't i don't know if i want a book to be a massage what's cool about this book well for one gus is a chicago author so i thought it would be fun to plug it here also because of that part of it takes place in chicago the main character is mourning the death of his wife over like extremely she like falls down the stairs at a train station in Chicago but what ends up happening is that the dude his smart speaker is possessed and he's also kind of haunted by the loss of his wife 
So and I don't know, Jacoby, if you've read much horror, apparently grief is like a can be a huge, you know, because you're haunted by a thing, essentially. Right. So like it is a big trope in horror, which makes total sense. Um, Honestly, you, the, you we talked about the theme being transporting somewhere. The theme sounds like people are dead <laughs> or dying. And all like. of these. Oh, shit. You're right. None of these are super fun. <laughs> we threw troop is in there. <laughs> you need a book that feels like a hug like follow us on instagram find me on twitter like i will give you some like cute fun beach reads i will just say <laughs> wh- the reason why i chose in my defense <laughs> of choosing mm-hmm. these books they're all out now which like mm-hmm. for me if i listen to stuff that's just previews of things i can't read yet like that's kind of a bummer so this is all stuff that like you could start reading or listening to like today i'm definitely gonna be adding um these five books to the list uh trust the Lioness, True Beers, When We Fell Apart, and This Thing Between Us. Greta Johnson is the host of Nerdette. New episodes come out every Friday. You might hear me on there soon. Uh, Greta, I appreciate you joining us on CityCast Chicago, and happy belated B-Day, I believe, from one Taurus to another. Yes, heck yeah, Taurus power. I love it. Come on, Taurus. <laughs> Thanks for having me on. Next time, I can bring happier books, if that, if that's <laughs> No, these books are perfect. People people getting murked is, you know, it's a, it's a part of everything. It's, it's a part of it. <laughs> Oh my gosh, it's amazing. Like, have that shower. Uh, the first thing I did when I got home, I showered because I realized, like, in my last flight, I was like, oh my gosh, I smell so bad. 18 year old Lucy Westlake just got back to Naperville this week after becoming the youngest American woman to climb Mount Everest. She talked to producer Simone Alisea. Well, Lucy, welcome back to the States. How did it feel at the top of Mount Everest? it felt so surreal oh my gosh I like could not believe I was at the top you know you you hike for so many days up it was like the 25th day and the summit day to go up took eight and a half hours so by the time you're at the top you're like oh my gosh is this really it like am I really done um so I just kept like I was like repeating to myself like literally out loud I was like I did it like I did it I did it I did it I mean what what did you see when you were up there? What was kind of the the visual that you got? Yeah, the sun rose like about an hour from the top. Um, and that was the most beautiful sight ever. That was like, I was literally like, it brought me to tears like right then. Um, and then when we got to the top, it was like, it was pretty light out. And you could just see there's like low clouds and you could see the peaks like coming up um, above the clouds. It was, it was incredible. So... I have to ask, because literally everyone asked me after I talked to you last, everyone asked me, Sean Everest, are there, like, is there a lot of, are there a lot of dead bodies on Everest? Is there a lot of trash? Is there a lot of, like, there's all these stories you hear about, like, mm-hmm. stuff that's up there. I mean, did you run into any of that? Did you encounter that? Yeah, yeah. Um, dead bodies-wise, there is one. They actually, they cleared out um, most of them. Uh, two years ago, but then last year someone died um, near the top. So there's still like at that altitude, that like temperature, it's very preserved. So I was just like, kind of like had my head down. And then my, my Sherpa Mingma, he was like, 
like look look and I was like I looked and I like like didn't really know what he was talking about at first and he was like dead body and I was like oh my gosh like wow and you still still you summited you still got some stuff <laughs> uh, yeah do you get a, a plaque a certificate does there is there any or is it just you know those of us in the media saying it over and over again <laughs> Uh, yeah, I, I, there's not not one that I know of. Like, I'll, okay. I'll be looking in the mail. I'll be checking my mailbox, but <laughs> but I don't think so. I'm not expecting one. <laughs> I really hope I I set an example through like through my climbing that that anyone can climb their mountains, like no matter what those are. It might take a lot of work, and it might take some crazy dreams, but like it's okay to dream crazy. <laughs> That's those are the best type of dreams. Congratulations to Lucy, who's also walking in her high school graduation on Sunday. Before I let you go, a little bit of news, y'all. Cook County announced a $42 million promise guaranteed income pilot. The pilot will give $500 a month to more than 3,000 residents over two years. Check out today's newsletter with Sydney Madness catching you up on the national shortage of baby formula and what local officials are doing to address it. You can subscribe at chicago.citycast.fm slash newsletter. There's some good news to get you through. Hall of Fame pitcher Fergie Jenkins is finally getting a statue at Wrigley Field before tomorrow's game against the Diamondbacks. Jenkins is the Cubs' all-time strikeout leader. As always, I appreciate you for listening. Talk to you tomorrow. Peace. Financier. <laughs> I do. I would say financier, but that's like super bougie. Like I'm not going to, you know, <laughs> like I don't know how Be to say it not French. <laughs> <laughs> Come on.